world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. In the nation. So, today's cigar, same as last week, a little baby brick house. Yeah, I like those little You like those little shorties. Today's knife is a Sog Fat Cat. Backstory on this Sog Fat Cat. That's not a knife. This is a knife. (laughs) Uh, Found some uh, old uh, clothes and stuff in some bins in my attic. And I put a leather jacket on it. This was and that was in the pocket. <laughs> I haven't seen it in uh, about 10 years. Wow. Bought it with Jay Pewterbaugh about 15 years ago. Wow. We bought one each. Sog Fat Cat. It's a beautiful. It's so light. Very, very light. Uh, when I stick it in your back, later, you see it doesn't pull. It doesn't pull. It, yeah. No. I could, like, lay down with it. No. Huh. You know, if you haven't been watching Ant's Rants, um, I ranted um, a few days ago that... You know, we're the tip of the spear, obviously, in the fight in New Jersey. We're more than just the gun range. We put our money where our mouth is. We risk our freedoms and everything. But we also do good things. You know, we've had Behavior Plus on the show where they train service yep. dogs for our for our, uh, our heroes, our veterans with post-traumatic stress and seizures and everything else. But our charity, we have a red, white, and blue membership at the range, and that's for uh, all first responders and our veterans. And we donate a percentage of that membership to Canines for Warriors. Hmm. And so far this year, 2018, we've sent almost $8,000 to Canines wow, for that's, Warriors. that's great. Because I don't know if you know it, but we spend billions of dollars mm-hmm. in foreign countries, yes. billions of dollars, for countries that hate us. And I always say this, let them hate us for free. Yeah. But our veterans have to wait years to get a service dog and pay ten to fifteen thousand dollars if qualified. Okay? Yeah. Meanwhile, our veterans wait in line for medical treatment. Our seniors live at near poverty level. We have homeless people and we're worried about sending billions to other people. So if you look up caninforwarriors.org, you know, it's a it's a nice uh, charity. And what they do is they have volunteers and they get donations and they rescue dogs and they train dogs and they pair dogs, just like Behavior Plus in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But Canines for Warriors obviously is a national group. But our, our my buddy at, at Behavior Plus, it's a local group for the New York metropolitan area. So, you know, dogs over people, animals over people, you know how I feel. Um, other than dogs and cats, every other animal I find tasty. So I can't help myself. Uh, some housekeeping. The NRA... Uh, ILA released their federal candidate endorsements for New Jersey. And uh, Bob Hugan has a question mark next to his name. And uh, Bob Menendez, Pumpkinhead, is an F. So I would say vote for uh, Hugan or Huggin or however you pronounce his name. Vote for the question mark versus the Pumpkinhead. Yes. And Jay Weber got a B-plus over Mikey Shirell's F, obviously. And uh, Daryl Clipness over Bonnie Watson Coleman, obviously. 
Uh, and a couple other ones would be John McCann over Josh Gothheimer and Rich, Pilu- Rich Pizzullo over Frank the Balloonhead Pallone. And uh, Leonard Lance got a C minus over Tom Melinkowski, Malin- so you want to go with Leonard Lance. And then Chris Smith in District 4 got a C minus over Josh Well, uh, who got an F. And of course, Tom MacArthur A rated over Andy Kim in District 3. And in District 1, which Mark Cheeseman has been pushing hard for, and uh, Bob uh, Viden from Bob's Little Sports Shop, is Paul uh, Dilks, A- minus over Donald Norcross, who's an F. But the NRA made a big mistake. The Political Victory uh, Foundation made a huge mistake, and they screwed up. And I'm hoping heads are going to roll and they're going to issue a disclaimer. But Jeff Van Drew is not a Republican. He's a Democrat, and he's not a B+. Plus. He's an F. They screwed up the order. Seth Grossman is the Republican, and he gets the B+. So for you people that can see this on the screen, there should be a a statement being issued by the the NRA. They might even mail out postcards, but they're going to send it out electronically and through the the NRA ILA app. But they made a major screw-up there, and hopefully people are in tune and they realize who they have to vote for. Because Seth Grossman, he spoke at our rallies. He's a big 2A supporter. So we want to we want to keep it, uh, you know, in the family and you better go out and vote because uh, we're in big trouble in New Jersey. Let me tell you something. If we could get Weber and Hugan and Seth Grossman in, it will be a chilling effect in Washington, D.C. Yeah, right. Um, but they're, they're given a big um, I, I was in District four over the weekend and this guy, well, uh, Josh, well, I yes, guess Josh, um, he is everywhere. And for the first time, District really Four challenging uh, Chris, Chris Smith, Smith, who has yes. always been the uh, you know the king of uh, ocean. Um, uh, but he's a C minus as well, Chris Smith, which is something you, you know you have yeah. to think yeah. about. He's never been very uh, positive. Yeah. For yeah, we don't have. Parents. I'll hold it up again while we're talking. We don't have many good choices, no, obviously, in the state of New Jersey. But if we could get rid of Pumpkinhead Menendez, that would send a signal. And if Jay Weber, who who looks pretty good right now, could beat Mikey Sherell, who's a Diane. Feinstein, you know, uh, mm-hmm. copy. Uh, I think we could be in a good position, you know, uh, to help out and send a message to D.C. You know, and the election is two two weeks away, two and a half weeks away. So it's uh, it's it's going to be an interesting situation. Yeah, if we, if we lose uh, Congress, if we lose the House and the Senate, Ugh, it's going to be we're done. We're done. Yeah, everything, all this economic recovery that the the best economic recovery in fifty years that we're seeing right now. Is flushed down the toilet, and Correct. and that's all they really care about. The left at this point really just cares about that because the Democratic Party is all but dead. So a, a clarification here, because the news wants to let us hear their own narrative. But the Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi, mm-hmm. he was a U.S. resident. He's a Saudi citizen, and he's a dissident. And he was living in Washington, D.C., and he was writing for the Washington Post. He's also a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. He's also a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. He met bin Laden quite a few times while he was alive. He interviewed him and everything. This guy went to the Turkish, uh, in, in Turkey, went to the Saudi consulate in Turkey, which is not the same thing as an embassy, by the way. Uh, consulate can be there. It's subjected to search and seizure and mm-hmm. everything. You can't go into an embassy. An embassy belongs to it's that Saudi property on an embassy. Right. Uh, but a consulate's not. So Khashoggi uh, dumped his Saudi wife. He has family members that are still in Saudi Arabia. And he met a younger chick 
from Turkey, so he decides he wants to process his divorce papers. He needs to go to the Saudi consulate. And he went into the Saudi consulate, and it looks like he never returned. And it looks like one of these tragedies where, where they were talking to him, and he fell apart. <laughs> okay? Yeah, uh, supposedly, just... they brought a hit squad. Two Gulf Streams flew from Saudi to Turkey, and they went in there, and they did a, uh, uh, what was that, a reservoir dog scene where they said, clowns to the left of me, jokers <laughs> to my right, with Michael Madsen. Yeah. You know, and, and they cut him up while he was alive, by the way, with a bow saw. Yeah, and, and it one, was captured on his Apple Watch. Yes, and one of the bad guys, one of the hit squad, the primary hit squad guy, died yesterday in a motor vehicle accident oh my in goodness. Saudi Arabia. No way. But here's what I'm getting Talk at. Talk about bad luck. All of a sudden, this has become Trump and the U.S.'s fault, okay, because Trump has ties to the Saudis. I thought it was Russia, but now he has ties, ties to the Saudis, too. As far as I'm concerned, this is a Saudi and Turkey problem right and we're believing as far as i'm concerned but we're we're believing the turks for all this yeah they're not friends of ours anyway i don't know what happened i don't care because he was not a u.s citizen now if he was a u.s citizen different story release the fury and the wrath i'm sorry but this is a problem an internal problem with saudi arabia and an external problem with the turkish government let them handle it all of a sudden it's an issue for the midterms and this shit and that shit i don't care about it grasping it's draw do you know how many people they kill in their own countries (laughs) over in those countries every day within the hour (laughs) okay you know you're good if you could have a hit hit team 15 people two gulf streams fly over to get medieval on a mofo Okay, seriously. I mean, I mean, yeah, seriously. You know, you're a high target value. It's not my job. Yeah. It's not my interest. It's not my concern. Move along, people. That's what I say. Move along. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll see. And also now, all of a sudden, the midterms are coming up, and a caravan of four thousand people are making their way from Honduras through Mexico to our southern border. And they're they're so poor. But how do four thousand people eat? Every yeah, day. well, they're being yeah. funded by some left-wing group, Soros. Uh, they're being, <laughs> yeah, they're being funded by some left-wing group, and this is to make immigration the issue for the midterms again. Of course. All right, so, you know, I talk about the media all the time. I watch a little bit of Fox. I watch a little bit of CNN, MSNBC. I like to watch it all. Uh, I read a lot of online news and a lot of Twitter news and stuff, but, you know, it, it's it's all a game. It, I ranted about this, too. It doesn't matter what doesn't side matter. of the media is. It, no. it, it just controls the minds of the ignorant. That's right. And it's all about clicks, and it's all about Benjamins. Correct. Just, Our lives don't change one no. bit. We still work, pay taxes, and die. Right. For them. For them. Yeah. you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise and although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day, she was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States. 
and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. This segment of our show is being brought to you by 2A chiropractor Dr. Henry Medallion. We've been telling you about Dr. Medallion for quite a while now, but here's Jen, a listener and a busy mother of three, to tell her story. I'm a mom of three kids, and um, I've got two herniated discs, and I have some sciatic issues. I couldn't stand for more than 10 minutes, literally. I just, I would be in pain, and I'd sit, sit down like I was an 80-year-old. And I've been going to doctors for like four years. The traditional doctors, they do the steroid shots. I've got nerve ablations, and nothing seemed to hold for more than maybe six months. I'd always have to go back to that traditional thing, which always seemed to be a Band-Aid effect for me. And I heard Dr. Medallion and all the different ways that he approaches things, not just one particular avenue. There are a lot of different tools in his toolbox, so to speak. So I was like, why not try him out? So I went down there, tried him out. Now I'm able to stand and walk around and be a lot more mobile than I was before. So that's a huge, huge change. So if you're in pain, take it from Jen. Relief is just a click away. Dr. Henry Medallion, Medallion Chiropractic and Physical Therapy, M-A-D-A-L-I-A-N dot com. Anthony? Are we on? <laughs> so don't forget about Lipstick Bodyguard. We have them in stock at Gun for Hire Woodland Park Range. They're also available online, lipstickbodyguard.com. Makes a great stocking stuffer for Christmas. Also, nice gift for the first day of Hanukkah. For the little ones. Yes, for the little ones, because my theory is they'll spray it at each other, and you'll have to buy new ones for the last day of Hanukkah. It'll keep them quiet for a little while. Lipstick bodyguard. Don't leave home without it. By the way, some news. I received a letter from the NRA. Yes. I made the ballot. Oh, good. I had enough signatures. I want to thank everybody. 
everybody that sent me stuff in from all over the United States. Thank you. We had well over 1,000 signatures. I needed 651. I got a certification letter from the Secretary of the NRA. So I will be running on petition. So when the NRA magazine, whether you get Rifleman, First Freedom, Hunter, or whatever, when you get your magazines in January, February, I will be on the ballot. I will be telling you who Gun for Hire and Gun for Hire Radio is endorsing. But I, I, I'm humbled. I can't thank you all enough. This will be my last push. If I'm, if I don't win, I'm hoping I win. But if I don't win, if I don't get nominated for the 2020 by NRA headquarters, then I'm, I'm not running again. So this is the last hurrah. So if anybody out there goes to gun shows and would like flyers to hand out at the gun show starting in December, Calandro for NRA, or at your gun clubs or anything, please email me, talkback at gunforhireradio.com or anthony at gunforhire.com, and I will gladly, if you don't want to print them out, I'll have a PDF uh, available, you can print them out, but if you don't, I'll print them out here, and I'll, I'll mail you a package, 50 flyers, 500 flyers, whatever you tell me you want, any gun clubs, any supporters across the United States, I would deeply appreciate it. From now until February is going to be the big push to get my name out there. So again, I want to thank all of you uh, for your support. A couple of things. Uh, you know, I've been reading The Trace now, uh, which is an anti-gun uh, website and newsletter, and they had an article that I have to agree with. Listen to this, Sandy. A school police officer in Texas drew his gun on two students playing the role of active shooters during a lockdown drill last week. After the scheduled exercise commenced over the intercom, two high school theater students patrolled the halls with the fake wooden guns. The officer, unaware of the drill, saw the actors and briefly drew his own loaded real gun. How does this happen? Yeah. How how did there how was there an officer that didn't know there was an active shooter drill going on? How was an officer in there with live ammo during an active shooter drill? Right. I'm going to agree with this with the trace. This is a what the f moment. Right. This would be perfect for the anti-gunners to go after us that we shouldn't have armed officers or resource officers. What were you thinking? I I I. I'm amazed. You know, we do force-on-force yeah. simunitions. We have a room where you go in. Right. We check you with a metal detector. Yep. We take your knives away, your yep. tactical pens. Everything. We take everything away. And post someone at the door. At the door to make sure no one goes in or goes out with any weapons or live ammunitions or real guns at all. All of our guns have the blue barrels to shoot simunitions or UTM ammunition in them. This was in Baytown, Texas, by the way. I remember back in the day, too, Ant, in the, in the first small facility in Belleville where someone stood outside just in case the neighbors heard the ruckus going on and called the police department Correct. so someone could... That was usually my job. I'd right. stay outside would right. smoke a cigar because if somebody heard, don't move, I got a gun through echoing through right. the windows. If the real cops rolled up, I don't need them to slam down the door and shoot our actors right. and, and you know the, the perps and the, and the good guys and everything. I don't understand how this happened. Right. He was a D.A.R.E. officer. It was Baton, uh, Texas. I, I, I don't know. There's Is there no communication? Maybe he was a D.A.R.E. officer from a different town, and he was coming in to do, like, regional D.A.R.E. training or something. But, again, nobody posted at the door. No amount, no signs at the doors. Active shooter training wow. in process. Uh, nobody posted at each of the doors because uh, I, I, I just I, – unbelievable 
that a tragedy was averted. But you can't fix stupid. I'm sorry, you can't fix stupid. Now, a uh, couple other things. Uh, okay, some good wins for us. A Superior Court judge in Delaware ruled the ban on guns in state parks is unconstitutional. Wow, okay. great. in Delaware. Yes, Judge Jeffrey Clark ruled that regulations that prohibit guns in certain areas of state parks violate federal and state constitutions. The lawsuit was brought by a shooting sports group, a local group, challenging state regulations that bar guns from areas such as zoos, group camping grounds, and swimming pools. Ha <laughs> ha, another win for the good guys. It'll be appealed, but it'll work its way up uh, to the Supremes, I'm sure. Now, Magban update. Gun for Hire, if you Google Gun for Hire, Magban update, we have a page with updates on it. Uh, Evan Knappen and Scott Bach give us updates all the time. A third circuit uh, judge uh, passed on our appeal, and it's now it's going to go... It's going to go all the way. It's going to go to Supreme Court, for sure. Uh, Scott Bach, Dan Schmutter are very happy about this. Uh, We know it's going to be challenged. There's other cases that are making their way through the courts, uh, but, you know... The Supreme Court right now being 5-4. Ginsburg says she's staying on until she's 141, which is three more years. Yep. Uh, she's staying on because she's going to stay on until somebody after Trump uh, appoints a new Supreme Court justice to replace her. Good we'll, luck we'll, with we'll, that. We'll yeah. see how that goes. But She's you know, drooling into her coffee cup correct. now. But Amoland uh, sent a, a thing out in their – and by the way, I want to thank Amoland and uh, Freddie and Brian for all their support. They're constantly sending out our radio show uh, in their email blasts, and they support me for my NRA board run. But uh, they sent out an article. I don't – let me see who wrote this article. It was very, very interesting. Oh, my man, Jeff Knox from the Firearms Coalition. Uh, his dad, Neil Knox, uh, yeah. helped me out a lot Legend. with Shotgun News Legend. back in the day. Yeah. You Google Neil Knox and Shotgun News and the Knox Report and read some of his uh, salty stuff from back in the day. But what he's saying is, you know, we have to worry about a blue wave. And a lot of people now are going to rest on their laurels and basically say, oh, well, well the Supreme Court's 5-4. We don't have to do anything anymore. No, 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 no. no, no. We're not even guaranteed the Supreme Court's going to take a gun case. The last time they took, took a gun case, I think, was 2008. McDonald, Heller and McDonald, 2008. It's been 10 years right. since they've taken a case for our cause. What if it's another 10 years before they take uh, a case from and, us? And what's a guarantee that this guy uh, that was appointed to the Supreme Court, Kavanaugh, is actually uh, on your side? You know, he's kind of moderate. He's you know? pretty moderate. He's pretty liberal too. You know, if you look Gorsuch at the guy. is more to the right. Much of Kavanaugh, more to the right? Exactly. And what gets me, what gets you, is the fact that the left is so unhinged, both with it with against Trump and against this Kavanaugh guy, and both of these guys are liberals. Correct. Correct. You can check out the firearmscoalition.org and Neil Knox's book, The Gun Rights War, N-E-A-L, Neil Knox, a really, really uh, cool dude. He passed away, and uh, Jeff Knox has been carrying the uh, the baton for him since then. So it's, uh, it's extremely uh, interesting that he wrote this up, and I believe it, too. It could be another 10 or 15 years oh, before absolutely. they take a gun case. Sure. So I'm not relying on the Supreme Court. I'm relying on still uni- unity and activism from me as much as we possibly can. We need to get out and vote, and we need to get out and vote en masse. And, 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 and again, uh, it's, it's not going to happen. 
Our gubernatorial, 37% showed up of registered voters. This is a midterm election, okay? Every stay-home vote is a vote for the Democrats, I believe. But the problem is we're preaching to the proverbial choir here, Sandy. How do we mobilize people? And again, you know, I coined the new phrase, you know, uh, social media patriot, SMP. Mm-hmm. I ranted about that too. You know, people that sit home and arr, arr, we're going to fight and we're going to do this, but they never get off their ass. They never donate. They never get involved. Right. So the SMPs aren't going to go out to vote. And then the next day they're going to be asking, what happened? Right. How come we lost again? How did this happen? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're, unfortunately, we're outnumbered by the SMPs. And these people don't do shit. It's just armchair activism. And they're the first ones. Where was the NRA? Where was ANGRPC? Where was this? Where was mm-hmm. that? You know, and, It's everybody uh, else's responsibility to ensure their freedom. Correct. Correct. And, and our freedom, like you say, it's the bologna slice. One yeah. slice at a time. I talk about this all the time, every time I'm in front of the mic. But, uh, you know, we have a couple of concealed carry cases. New Jersey has one that's funded by the NRA and ANGRPC. And, of course, we have the Cheeseman Gillard case. And please, GoFundMe.com forward slash restore dash carry dash NJ. When you donate, whether it's $5, $10, or $20, I want you to put in the notes, I am not an SMP. <laughs> I am not an SMP. I want to see how many people are going to donate. And let me tell you something. Every bit can help because J Factor's been doing this all for free. Mark Cheeseman and John uh, Gillard, they've been doing this all for free. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're representing themselves. And I think about eighteen or $19,000 was raised, which is nothing because a two-way law firm can burn through that in a weekend. Right. All right, and so they're they're really counting on it, and their lawsuit is not for the two of them to get. But do you see permits. the difference, Owen? I mean, eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars for what you say you care about, and should you should be ha- two million. Absolutely. When you have that, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Ford, uh, the, the the fake psychologist. She raised over two million dollars, Doctor uh, Ford. Uh, yeah. the, the one who was uh, groped by somebody, someplace, somebody, somehow, some, somewhere, maybe, somewhere, you know, we that think. she remembers. We think, yeah. And she raised $2 million. Christine Ford. Yeah. Yes. Which she now has to, uh, you Pay know. Pay taxes on? Yeah, probably. She disappeared. Yeah, she disappeared. You well, know, she's not useful anymore. So go to the GoFundMe.com, restore-carry-nj, and donate something. And write in the notes, I am not an SMP, social media patriot. And we expect you to get your friends and family out to vote. Talk to your friends and family and say, we need to send a message to D.C. We also need to send a message to Murphy. This will hurt Murphy if we could get yeah. Hugin and Menendez yeah, out. Absolutely. Menendez out, Hugin in, right. Weber in, Mick, right. Mickey Shirell out, you know, these few people. And, and if the we down got, if we got too, Grossman. You know the down line. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, of these absolutely. people. And, and, sure. and in your town, the way you should vote. It's very important uh, that we send this message. Get your friends and family to vote. Talk about the tax issue, the rise of socialism in this country. The rise of mass immigration tapping us. No one should be coming to this country uh, and going right into our welfare system. I'm sorry. No, we should I'm not sorry. be paying for the world. No, no. We cannot handle Not when that. we have veterans waiting three right. to five years for a service dog and dying while they're waiting for or an healthcare. appointment. Or Yes, or health care. Yeah, okay. they're, they're waiting and, and for, for help. This year, Social Security, 2019, Social Security is going up 2.5%. 2.5%. They haven't had a raise in three years. Now it's going up 2.5%, which means Medicaid will go up about 2.6%. Right. Which will just take it. It'll be a wash. Cheeseman Gillard case. Restore 
dash carry dash NJ. GoFundMe. I am not an SMP. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids, and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids, and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to second amendment broadcast in the nation. And this segment is brought to you by Gun Sitters. Gunsitters.com in on Route 10 in Whippany. If you could go to Gunsitters, you can store your guns short term, long term, overnight. They also have a magazine storage program right now where it's a dollar twenty-five a month to store magazines over ten rounds and twenty percent gets donated to a NJRPC. They also have a, a location in Easton, Pennsylvania, where you can leave your toys and Salisbury, Maryland, and another one is opening up in Maryland and Hawaii. Support those who support us, Gunsitters. They also have a military division called Weapons Guard. So any of our heroes out there that need to temporarily or long-term store their firearms while they're uh, being deployed, they will do it for free. So they're, they're great people, and we should support those who support us. What? What are you trying to say, that I'm a little crazy? No. Really? Oh, we never said Oh, and today's like guest is nobody. 
by the way. <laughs> um, I think they figured that out by now. So Elizabeth Warren did a DNA test, and she's point oh 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 one two percent Native American. Yep. And right away, the Cherokee Nation came out and said she speaketh with forked tongue. <laughs> and uh, Trump I, is tweeting smoke her signals book, to her. How her book Pow Wow Chow is doing. She stole those recipes from his French chef, word for word. Did you she know really? That? Yeah, the recipe she did. She got paid. Harvard advertised <laughs> that she was the first woman of color to to teach as an adjunct professor at, yeah. at Harvard. She got between two fifty and three hundred thousand dollars a year from nineteen eighty five to nineteen ninety two. And she wrote recipes for a powwow chow cookbook and all of the recipes were stolen word for word from a, a french chef by the way gee that's uh and she'll be reelected, by the way of course she will and she'll run for president by the way well you got a vice president who basically plagiarized his entire speech and got reelected. not this vice president but biden yeah so Joe biden was so a, we're we're in we're in bad shape yeah. uh here Knappen, who's been posting some witty stuff lately by the way we, I, we, I, we I love have Evan. we we are in a cacistocracy. That what do you, how do you call that? Cacistocracy. What's a cacistocracy? It's when well, it comes from the Greek, but the it's when the worst elements of society rise to the top and lead it. We're being led by the absolute worst elements of society. Uh, you know, cac, you know, cacistocracy, the root from caca. Uh, Ah, uh, poopistocracy. Yeah. Yes. So right. we're in a shitristocracy. Shitristocracy. Shit yeah, I was just trying to keep it. No, I don't have clean to keep for it. YouTube. Well, you cuss on every break. Yeah, I do. I don't care. We have a countdown clock oh. on how long before YouTube bans us. <laughs> okay. So it really, it, it, it really don't matter to me. You know, before I get into this legal case, I did a rant about pedophiles. Not a day goes by where I don't see you. You crashing on Italians now. Not a day goes by where I don't see a school teacher being arrested for molesting a kid, boy or girl, yep. or someone raping. A, they, these two guys raped an eight-month-old baby, and they videotaped it, by the way. How is, yeah, I know. I, I know. Why but, aren't they dead? But what's happening today, too, especially from the left, they're, they're like normalizing pedophilia. Yes. You, you, you know yes. what I mean? Like, it's, it's okay. Yes. It's just a disorder or whatever. Listen. I don't believe in the electric chair. I believe in the electric bleachers. Right. 30 at a time, no waiting. But I know we're not going to kill them because we live in a civil society. So you rape an eight-month-old and you get to be treated civilly. I understand that. Actually, I don't, but I'm trying to play nice. So I have an idea. When someone does something to children and they're found guilty, I think we should dye them purple from head to toe. When we release him back to society, so we you, could teach our kids to keep away from the Barney? purple are, are people. You, <laughs> yeah, well, I like purple. I think yes, purple, purple would be good. You good can't thing. hide if you're purple. Right. Uh, but we should dye them head to toe purple, and uh, that's what we should do to these uh, pedophiles because there is no no room in our society for this. Although you know the left would would have us saying that it's okay and we should be normalizing this stuff. Well, they already do. Well, every day. Yeah, they every day. Do. This is so. Every that, everything that used to be aberrant behavior is now mainstream behavior. It's and horrible. Again, it, it, it this all comes back to the fact that this is postmodernism. Postmodernism. The Roman Empire. Lies. We're in a decline yes. now, where it's accepted for the men to have mm -hmm. sex with the boys, everything and the that's women upside to have sex down with is the little accepted. kids and the boys. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's okay now. Yeah. Uh, it's not okay with me. 
All right, it's not okay with me. And, uh, you know, hopefully when they get to prison, they'll find some other justice there. They'll see what it's like <laughs> to be where they have to play the role of the nine-year-old boy being raped or something. So, you know, sometimes there's some justice here, street justice. So Knappen posted this. My buddy Tom King, who's also running for uh, re-election uh, to the NRA board from New the York New York State, State Rifle and yeah. Pistol Association. This gives me some hope, guys. Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry announced that the state will be joining 16 other states in submitting an amicus brief in the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus City of New York case, meaning that Louisiana is going to play a role in what's expected to be the most significant two-way case since the Heller decision, okay? They are attacking and suing the restrictive policies memorialized in New York City's premise permit scheme unduly burdens the Second Amendment rights held by all Americans, said General Landry. Criminalizing travel with a securely stored firearm creates an imbalance in our federal system that weighs against lawful exercise of the Second Amendment inside and outside of New York City. Okay, the terms of New York City's pricey permit prohibit removing any firearm from the home with two exceptions, practicing at the range in the city or hunting in the state. And hunting requires authorization from the city's police department. Oh, my God. For you 49 other staters like New Jersey, (laughs) think about that. To remove a firearm from the home for any other purpose requires a separate yet similarly expensive carry permit that is almost impossible to obtain. In the legal brief, General Landry and his counterparts argue that New York City did not show sufficient cause to burden citizens' gun rights in their pursuit of crime prevention and public safety, both of which are frustrated by restricting licensed and trained gun owners from carrying outside their homes. People send me emails all the time. I live in New York City. Can I come to your range and shoot? Yeah. Can I bring my guns? Nope. If you live in the five boroughs, they can't leave with their guns. Right. So... Because they voted for this. Correct. This restriction has the practical implication of leaving thousands of firearms in unoccupied homes where they are of no use to their lawful owners when faced with dangerous situations. The need but for plenty s- of use to the people breaking in to steal them. Correct. The need for self-defense is not limited to the home, and the right to possess a firearm should not be either, said General Landry. I like the general. Uh, From self-defense to hunting, the lawful exercise of our 2A rights should be fully supported. New York City's regulation not only offends the Second Amendment and other constitutional protections, but it also poses a serious economic burden. New York's regulatory scheme discriminates against interstate commerce because it deprives out-of-state businesses of access to the local market by forbidding its citizens from hunting and patronizing ranges outside the state with their own guns. The 16 states that joined so far, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Kansas, Michigan, Montana, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, and Wisconsin through their attorney generals, and Mississippi and Kentucky through their governors. The case is called the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association et al. versus the City of New York et al. All right. This is really cool. Essentially, what's going on here is there's a city ordinance in New York which more or less puts all the legal firearms in the city under house arrest. If you're an average gun owner in New York City, the only way they'll let you bring your gun anywhere is if you put it in a locked container, unload it with the ammunition stored separately, and take it to a gun range within the city or, again, to go hunting out of, uh, in the state, but you need permission. Of okay? which there's one. Yes. Yeah. 
it, the general says it's got to be the most obnoxious and patently unconstitutional gun ordinance in the country, and it's an excellent bet that the Supreme Court grants servitorii, and here's the case, the New York ordinance is going to be tossed out. But the ultra-left-wing Second Circuit upheld the ordinance, that's why it's going to go to Supremes, applying a softball constitutional test to it, which essentially amounted to the court declaring itself a legislator rather than a serious judicial operation. Okay, naturally, this is the brief. This is a brief. So the states joining it aren't asserting they've got standing to try the case, but the argument is an interesting one. New York City is the most populous burg in America, and essentially the ordinance designs those citizens a sizable chunk of the business from New Yorkers with respect to hunting, competitive shooting, and other such pursuits. Whether the Supreme Court addresses the issue of interstate commerce, should it take the case, will be interesting. Anyway, in any event, this is the case worth following, and it should be a big one. So everybody should be following this. New York State Rifle and Pistol Club versus uh, the city of New York. And there's a big imbalance now in the courts, right, because you can't go to other states with your lawfully owned firearms and everything. So I think it could turn out to be a pretty good one. A couple of things. (laughs) Bring back the shitbaggerator. Continue belching. Okay? Uh, kill time and memories. Wait, who said continue Wait, belching? Kill, kill time and memories and walking into the range for the first time. Love the show, Jack. Bring back the shitbaggerator, please. Joey Grimaldi. I love Joey. Got an email from David in Texas right after this New York thing we talked about. Hi, Anthony and Sandy. I've been listening to your great show for a few years now. I wanted to ask you to clarify something for me. As a Texas resident, I encounter non-gun owners all the time, but I don't see anything like the chilling environment you've described in New Jersey towards firearms ownership. I know you've said lots of times that many people in New Jersey will keep quiet that they are gun owners, and I get it that it's a social no-no to be a gun person, but what does that mean in real life if it slips out? What kinds of things will happen if your family, friends, or acquaintance learn that you support the Second Amendment? Is it just long stairs at the grocery store, or will people try to avoid you or start fights with you? Will they key your car, poison your dog? Is it as bad as, say, being labeled as a pedophile or something similar? I'm just trying to get a feel for what it means in New Jersey. Keep up the great work. David in Texas. He's referring to we use closet gun owners all the time. So in New Jersey, we have a million gun owners and eight million non-gun owners. And we're going to discuss it after the break, David in Texas. And... For everybody's enjoyment, actually, is is pretty good. I listened to it again. Everything the shitbaggery. Yes. Are you still fighting crime the old-fashioned way? Now cut crime in half the time with a fast, easy money-saving solution. Introducing the shitbaggerator. This year's all-new crime deterrence marvel from the makers of Gun for Hire Radio. The Shipbaggerator's compact design makes it quicker and easier to use than jail cells, parole boards, lethal injections, or those costly, outdated electric chairs. Just park your Shipbaggerator in the town square, open the lid, and drop the Shipbag in. It's that simple. There's no wrong way to use it. Back and forth, side to side, round and round, Shipbags go in and come out as a mound. Super sharp stainless steel blades that never need sharpening do all the work. Slice ship bags so thin they only have one side. Built strong to last, they slice through even the toughest ship bags. Murderers, rapists, child molesters, no problem. Just set it to high. 
and the Shipbaggerator's powerful patented motor will handle them three at a time. No muss, no fuss, no bogging down. Just pop the top, drop them in, and watch as the powerful counter-rotating blades pull any size ship bag through at two feet per second. Amazing! Cleanup is a breeze. Just rinse with a fire hose or run it through the car wash. There's even a pulse setting for serial offenders. Save up the worst and delight the crowds on the 4th of July. Who needs fireworks when you've got the ship baggerator? And it's portable, so you can take it anywhere. But wait, there's more. For a limited time, we'll send you four additional sets of special stainless steel blades that never need sharpening. So now you can chop, slice, dice, and cube. The ship baggerator and four specialty blades, all for the same low, low price. Unbelievable. So don't wait. Call and get yours today. The ship baggerator is available only at Gun for Hire Radio. Operators are standing by. They said it wouldn't last. 10 o'clock feet. That was just wishful thinking. Gun for Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Seven years running. Do not forget to check out the Shooter's Gauntlet. Shooter'sGauntlet.com. Uh, Millstone Road, Monroe Town, PA, next to Tawanda, PA. Check out Bob Ramo and his wife, Patty. You can go zip lining and shoot a gun. They have 1,500-yard long-distance range. This guy's got thousands and thousands of acres. He hosts two machine gun shoots. My buddy Joshua Prince from Prince Law Group in PA, who was inarguably the Evan Knappen of Pennsylvania, like Peter Tillam is the Evan Knappen of New York State, New York City. Those three guys are really close friends and supporters of mine, and they're always there when I need help. I get people email me. I'm from Westchester County, New York. I'm from Stroudsburg, PA. I'm from Eatontown, New Jersey. I email the respective attorneys. Boom! I get an email back. Ask Joe Peluso. I hooked him up with Peter Tillum, and somebody called him up, spent time with him. No charge, you know. Uh, so keep it in the family. But check out ShootersGauntlet.com. Give them a like on Facebook. Give them a comment on Google or something. Support those who support us. So back to David in Texas. Sandy, you, you can talk about this too, but... Closet gun owners, 1 million gun owners in New Jersey, about 700,000 are low-profile gun owners, about 300,000, maybe, no, not even, maybe 30,000 are actually yeah, active maybe, shooters. Maybe, yeah. But here's the problem, David, that if you own a business in New Jersey, if you're a dentist and you come out that you're a gun owner and a 2A supporter, you're you're, you have a good chance of losing 60, yeah. 70, 80% of your business. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, your kids won't come over, be allowed to go over somebody's house for a play right. date, and their kids won't yep. be able to come over to your house for a play date. Uh, if your kid goes to school in a state like New Jersey and New York and says, my daddy owns guns, there's a good chance they'll call the police. Yeah. All right. And there's a very uh, it happened, good chance it happened that you're to my buddy Sean down in South Jersey. Yep. Dyfus. Dyfus is going to yep. come. The, so, the police are going to come. We live in a police state. You see what the laws are like in New York in the uh, earlier segment that I talked about. But. What will happen is we're so anti-gun here that people would just rather remain under the radar. It's, uh, it's like seeing a rainbow every time you see an NRA sticker on somebody's car. We have, unicorn. Yeah, we, have, we have seven gun-for-hire vehicles. They're wrapped front to back. Yeah. All my staff wear gun-for-hire all the time. I don't care because I'm in this industry, but I might not be talking this way if I was a dentist or a right. chiropractor. That's why when we talk about Dr. Medallion, 
who's outside the box, he's taking great risks oh, by yeah. coming out. Absolutely. And you have to support somebody like Absolutely. that because it's crazy not to. Because he is going to lose business. Yes, correct. But, you know, I'll talk about it on the air sometimes. People will wear a, an NRA shirt or a hat to the grocery store, and, yes, they'll get stares from people. Or or, or worse than that. Yeah. I mean, you've had it happen. Uh, uh, at Trader Joe's, at Whole Foods, oh, King's sure. Food, yeah, food Market. I go to those liberal places for sport. Me to too. Be honest I, you know, I you. do wear my – I keep an NRA hat in the car just yeah. for that particular – But day. I'm a shit star. Yeah, and not everybody's a shit star, and some right. people have to worry about a living. Think about this, Dave. If you're a school teacher in New Jersey, the school board is anti-gun. All the local politicians are anti-gun. Mm-hmm. The school superintendent's anti-gun. The principal, vice principal's anti-gun. Everybody in the administration's anti-gun. We had a woman from Queens who came here for her birthday and posted a picture. She got right. suspended for two weeks under an investigation because they had to determine whether it was safe for her to teach the children or not. Yeah. She came in and she rented a gun for her birthday with friends for an hour. Right. And she got suspended right. for two weeks. So that's what we're dealing with. I volunteered to help her, but luckily it, 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 it passed. It, it was swept under the rug eventually. But this is what we deal with. Yes, we are treated like pedophiles. We're treated like second-class citizens. It starts, too, when you go to a police department, they treat you like a criminal. Mm-hmm. You have to fill out paperwork. You're made to wait. You have to go back. You have to go back. You have to go back. It's fingerprints. Con- fingerprints, references, and everything. They Bug send shots. a letter. To, they're supposed to send a letter to your boss verifying employment in New Jersey. They'll send a letter to your boss and say, David is applying for a gun permit. Is that okay with you? Is that okay? We're checking reference. Yeah. In Newark, if you rent in the city of Newark, I talked about this when Peter was on the show two weeks ago. They have to, You have to give an affidavit signed and notarized by your landlord that it's okay for you to own guns on their property. It's one infringement after another. So this is what we deal with. So maybe you can understand it, David. It's not like Texas. Although I would, if you want to know what it feels like, I don't know where you live. Why don't you go visit Austin? Yeah. Go visit Austin with an NRA hat or shirt or black rifle coffee or grunt gear or, or, a, Trump or shirt. a gun for hire shirt with a Trump hat on. I'll yeah. send you one if you want. Email your ad- me your address and I'll send you a gun for hire shirt. Uh, Dallas is the same way. Yeah, I was not as Dallas. bad as not as bad as Austin. Austin, but Austin would probably be the worst. Yeah. So you know, you go to I mean? far north Dallas, it's going to be the same thing. You think? Yeah, absolutely. I've got relatives there. So uh, that's that's what I would have to say. So you know, I kind of missed this. This is the last segment. Yes. I kind of missed this lear- learning environment. I talked about Halloween and stuff, but like Michaela went back to school and uh, now she's back. She came home for a couple of days for a wedding and she's back down at her university. So every year I do this, these safety tips, and I'd like to go over it again. It's, a, you know, some college dorm tips that you mm-hmm. should share with your friends and family. You know, close friends and family should know your routine, provide a copy of your schedule for classes and work. Uh, you want those close to you to have a general idea of where you are and what you're supposed to be doing in case, you know, you don't respond to a text for an hour. We kind of can call the school and go, you know, she's supposed to be at the library and she's leaving for here. Uh, Michaela's really good. She'll text us. I'm at the library. She'll text us. I'm leaving. She'll text us. She's back at the dorm. We have a group text going on. Uh, Monica, whenever she takes an Uber, she takes a screenshot and she sends it. And she, jokingly, she'll say, this is the Uber I'm in in case I get uh, kidnapped because <laughs> then I can find him because I have skills. Okay, I will find him. Uh, Always lock your dorm room door. If you're stepping out even for a couple minutes, make sure to lock. Never give your key or copy it to another person. If you lose your key, have the lock changed. Your key should not have your dorm room number on it. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, it should just be your key. So if somebody finds it, they got to check every door. Make sure your windows are locked, especially if you're on a ground floor. Never open 
uh, a door for strangers, all right? You you know, you've grown up and moved away from home, but this golden rule still applies. You should always verify who was on the other side of the door before opening it. Opening it, the door from your door room, sh- you know, should have a deadbolt and a peephole. We talk about this all the time, especially you, Michaela. There's four girls in your dorm room. You should have a cover over the peephole, whether yeah. it's one of them round band aids or a post-it with a note. Put a little note that says, "Ask who it is before you open the door," and put it over the peephole and crease it so you can flip it up like a little like a little shade, because there's reverse peephole viewers. You can buy them on Amazon.com. They're nineteen dollars now. The bad guy can look in your dorm room to see who's in there and what's going on. So cover the peephole. Uh, keep your valuables hidden, if, like maintenance might come in or something. You don't want to have an, your expensive Apple Watch laid out or grandma's uh, bracelet that she right. gave you you know, as an heirloom or whatever. Uh, so you should always have an emergency drill uh, from your door room, okay? They also sell cheap door alarms. You can put like a little wedge under the alarm. I know that's excessive. That's really not going to happen. Uh, you should know uh, that, you know, if there's an emergency, you and your girl should have an emergency drill. Like, you you shouldn't go to sleep at night in clothes that you're not willing to run out of the house into in the middle of the night. Do you understand? Mm. Like, if you're just wearing underwear and a midriff shirt and a fire alarm goes off and you have to hightail it out of the dorm if there's a fire, you're going to be standing outside with, uh, you know, underwear and a midriff shirt on so you know if you sleep with a t-shirt and sweatpants that's cool you should have slippers or something close by if it's winter time you should have a jacket or something by the door or even a robe it doesn't matter but if you have to hightail the hell out of there you you should be able to like a fireman grab an outfit and And go and exit out of the building all right so these are some of the things to think about you should always use the elevator door all the time if there's an elevator in your dorm because staircases are definitely a place for uh people to you know rape rob and pillage you don't want somebody's trying while i'm doing a show somebody i never heard of some guy is trying to facetime me facetime audio keeps coming through really yeah like get a life (laughs) anyway uh so always use that if you're going to have to use the stairwell you should be with a friend okay if you're in an elevator with a person who makes you feel again it makes you feel uncomfortable get off on the next floor we talk about this all the time mm-hmm. Bef- when an elevator opens especially if it's a big one look inside some elevators have a little mirror in a corner yeah. if somebody looks suspect do not get in the elevator Okay. Right. You should always make sure you don't get in the, uh, the elevator. Wait for the next elevator. Oh, sorry, wrong floor. Walk away a little bit and then come back. Same thing with if you get out of the elevator with someone that doesn't look right and you're walking towards your room, you better have your radar on. Okay. Yeah. Nice time to be carrying a defensive pen. Nice time to have lipstick body, bodyguard in your support hand and deployed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again. This is like seven times. Really? When the radio show is done, I'm going to find who this is. I'm, I'm going to pummel their head like a fig. Why don't you have him on? No. <laughs> no. So uh, another thing is, in your dorm, you should have a bug out bag. Like a fig. Oh Yes. I'm going to pummel their head. It's going to be mushy like a purple fig. Now I want figs. Uh, you should have a bug out bag in your dorm room. If you have a car on campus, you should have a bug out bag in your car. Uh, and we'll go over that in a later show. But in your bug out bag in your room, you should have charger packs mm. that use batteries. You should have batteries. You should have light sticks. You should have flashlights, uh, maybe a Red Cross backup light. 
Uh, candles aren't a bad idea. Don't use candles in, unless it's a last-ditch emergency. They sell packets of water you could put in the bug-out bag. Your dorm room, does it have a fire extinguisher? Is the fire extinguisher out of code? I bet you the four girls in Michaela's dorm don't even know where the fire extinguisher is and if it's even charged or oh, not. Yeah, but I'm sure that. security checks it, and I'm sure there's you know maintenance checks them, and there's probably fire extinguishers in the hall. Charger packs are really cool. You're you saying can, that to make yourself feel better, I guess? Yes. Okay. Uh, always use common sense and trust your instincts. When you're walking around a college campus day or night, you shouldn't be looking into the screen of your phone and texting. This is when the antenna should go up. You should be in condition yellow or mm-hmm. condition orange, okay? If you're walking in a, an area where you feel a little scared, call somebody and stay on the phone with them. And as you're talking to them with the phone at your ear with your head up making eye contact say yes sandy i'm walking across the quad now i'm heading towards building seven i should be at my dorm room and so you're announcing your whereabouts too so if something was to happen that person knows where you were right at that at that moment looking down at your phone you're just putting yourself up into a bad situation but again i believe in sixth sense and if you feel like something's not right if you open that dorm room uh, front door and a light is out or something don't what do we talk about all the time you know what i mean normalcy yeah. bias don't right. fall into it ladies and gentlemen at the dorm when you walk that tactical pen some universities don't allow you to carry mace or lipstick right. bodyguard yeah so the tactical pen is a nice thing the hello kitty on the keychain's not a bad thing but remember fight and fight you must never let let anyone, anyone take you to a secondary location ever, okay? If somebody comes up to you and puts a knife to you, a gun to you, whatever, it says, come with me, I'm not going to hurt you, all bets are off, ladies and gentlemen. You fight to the death and you run kicking and screaming into a safe location, towards a safe location. I don't care if you lose a handful of hair. I don't care if you get shot or stabbed as you're running. You will fare much better yeah. if you get to right. a safe area than if you comply. You never comply. Car rides at the dorm. When you go into your car, lock the door. Put the phone down. Start the car up. Move on your way. Pull out of the spot. Text mom, just leaving, heading to the library, and proceed. Ubers. If you, I know you don't like to share your information, ladies and gentlemen, but you can share your ride with someone on Uber. If you don't want it to be your mom and dad, have it be your brother or your sister or a friend. You can see it on your phone. <laughs> where that person is going and when they get to their stop screenshot that person and send it to them this is what we teach here it's important you share this with your loved ones because you can't protect them 24 7 and kids if you're listening out there just because you're at a dorm and you're on a college university does not mean crime exists look up the sexual assault records and statistics for the university you're going to don't think it couldn't happen to you so head on a swivel, make eye contact, know your surroundings, don't fall prey to normalcy bias. And it's also uh, a good idea, too, to see what's going on behind the scenes at the universities, yes. too, because they don't report crimes to the police. No, they keep it internal. Yeah. They keep it on the down low. All right. And they cook the books to make it look oh, better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They don't, they don't uh, report uh, crimes like rape. They have their own rape Correct. courts now. There's a new webpage you can go on, Gun for Hire, forward slash number two, letter A. Gun for Hire 2A. Check out why we are the tip of the spear in the 2A fight in New Jersey and in the tri-state area. 
Coming up, we have Low Light, No Light, Urban Shotgun 1 and 2, Holster Draw, Urban Pistol 1, 2, and 3, Urban Carbine 1, 2, and 3. We have classes running from October till January. We also, if you email Jimmy at Gun for Hire, become an NRA instructor, an NRA range safety officer, we could use you out there spreading the love and the knowledge. And the Shitbaggerator is back. <laughs> the tip of the spear in the 2A fight. The only gun range that can claim that. We put our money where our mouth is, and we sacrifice our dollars, and I've sacrificed my freedom and my rights for you people. So support those who support us. Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, the angry but gracious Anthony Calandro, Master Trainer, we love you guys. See you next week. Winston, take it away. Good boy. Love my Winston. <laughs>